Isn't it weird that Knife in the Dark started in Buckland? <laughs> oh yeah, I was. I thought that was weird because most of this book so far has been quite linear, both right, uh, right. T- temporally and uh, spatially. Right? right, right. So suddenly, it's uh, we're back in Buckland, back in Crick Hollow. Quick. Did we ever? Did that ever throw you for a loop? I'm sorry. A go little ahead. bit, but did we ever ascertain? what um the distance for like was it 50 miles of distance from buckland to brie something like that didn't we i think so okay as they prepared to sleep in the inn at brie mm-hmm. right so all of a sudden so we know it's not like late night it's just like the beginning okay. of night like so they couldn't have they couldn't have made brie in the time that like even if they go twenty, if they go twenty miles an hour, yeah, I guess they could be there in three hours, right? Hmm. I, I honestly don't know have like really know how if this has anything to do with anything. Well, so you're so you're saying uh, how could they be in Buckland and yet they're also kind of no no no. I mean they're they're, they're in, divided they're in Bree. Hmm? Yeah, they're divided up, but but like the I, I wonder if these were the same ring race that that ended up. In Brie later on that night. So are these was, these are not the same weather top ring rates. I don't think so. I mean, they could be, but I mean, yeah. the Witch King, like uh, uh, what do you call it? The, the, the Witch King was the uh, stab Frodo. And if only like they five... had like different colored helmets, like the Power Rangers. Keep them like, oh, that's the white one and the green <laughs> it's one. The, it's the pink ring wraith. <laughs> 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 it's the That's sassy it's the sassy girl ring wraith <laughs> anyway along the lane outside the gate they stopped and three black figures entered Ooh. so there's three here and how many of how many we know are in brie on this night there's two in brie two in at brie. least maybe three right three here oh and then when they see the black riders from weathertop there's 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 five right so there's five so there's two in brie there's three here and i want to say that there's four probably like by weathertop because but then there would be nine at weathertop no 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 not right now right now because they remember they 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 were chasing them and then there was four at waiting at the uh uh four the Ford Vidal. Like let's we'll find out. Let's Okay, I'm sorry. Let's, yeah. Let's okay. If only right, we had so, like a book or something like that in front right. of us. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So um so it's odd that that this chapter starts by jumping back here to this information or this happening at uh at Crick Hollow. Um but it's interesting. What's interesting is that Frodo wakes up with uh like disturbed dreams as if he is aware that this is happening in the early night frodo woke up from a deep sleep suddenly as if some sound of presence had disturbed him so just when there's like fear fire awake in buckland there's a a presence disturbing him so i don't know if that's almost an intuitive connection with like danger as a foot and he's almost connected like almost like he's a a palantir or he has some kind of sight that gives him 
uh, a power that gives him sight into some distance or whatever. Um, I mean, I don't. You you don't have to read it that way. You could just say no, he's no, uh, yeah, he has a premonition of the danger that he's about to encounter. You know what? I, the way that I read it, right, um, is that something's going on in the other rooms because, like, Strider mm. is alert you know what i'm talking about like right. so like why would like so I, I never put that together because um like if you look at you saw that strider was sitting alert in his chair so this is probably when they were breaking into the room like whoever like 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 yeah. we're, we're assuming it's it's fernie and, and but if uh, we think uh, it's fernie then why would frodo have that kind of psychic link with fernie i thought it was more interesting for him to be to have I mean, just because it starts in Crick Hollow and then it kind of weaves the present or the the present location being Bree back into right. the back into the narrative, and it it shows Frodo is kind of disturbed by something. And what would he be disturbed by? But this this dream that I don't know. It just seemed like well, as well, if I mean, he, but, he was he was bothered by next, events from. But here's away. the thing, though. Here's the thing. Look at the the very next uh, paragraph. Mm-hmm. Frodo so, soon went to sleep again, but his dreams were again troubled with the noise and w- uh, of wind and of galloping hoofs. Right. So but, the, those sound like the buckling hoofs. Right. Yeah. 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 So okay. That, right. Right. So okay. Yeah. So, so he was, ga- galloping hoofs. That's right. That, right. Fernie's I mean, not so ga- that, Fernie's not riding right. a horse. <laughs> right. That can yeah. sort of confirms right there. But but like, why would they break into the house of Crick Hollow and, and realize that the ring's not there when they when they've got pretty much confirmation that Frodo disappeared and they they're pretty sure that the ring is now in Bree. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't have a, they don't have an iPhone. They, they don't. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, but they could have had like, you know, like tele, like, 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 yeah, like, like, like a escape from which mountain like powers where like, they like, you know, the the ones that are in Crick hollow are, are like bringing up the rear and they're um, maybe they're just the dumb ones. They're like two days behind. Yeah. They're like they don't. They're not up to speed. They haven't gotten the memo that, that the yeah, ring was long gone from Buckland. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Hello, any any rings in here?" Yeah, Sorry. yeah. They were probably like again. They were probably like just covering their bases, like oh, just in case they left just the in ring. In case they dropped the ring while they were here a few days ago. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, in this chapter, Tolkien's starting to describe because of this link between the galloping hooves and Frodo's dream. He's starting to link himself psychically to the ring raids. Right. But I think, you know what I mean? And it's and the fact that he's the one dreaming of the ring ring raids and not, let's say Sam or something. It's by virtue of his being the ring bearer that he's dreaming. Chapter five at the very end, he goes to bed. Eventually he fell into a vague dream in which he seemed to be looking out of a high window over a dark sea of tangled trees down among the roots, there was the sound of creatures crawling and sh- and snuffling. He felt sure they would smell him out sooner or later. Hmm. So, it's um obviously a very generic dream. We might have all had dreams like this, but like the idea that he's being looked for, that he's being not only looked for but smelled for. And later in this chapter, Knife in the Dark. Like that, they describe how the ring race aren't really necessarily seeing as much as they are sensing, smelling, 
Like yeah, there's yeah. other senses besides sight. So the ringwraiths might be blind. Their, their horses can see, but they right. themselves are kind of blind. So like here, even, even back in, before they even leave the Shire, he's having dreams where he's being hunted and looked for and smelled for. Like, I mean, obviously he's having dreams that, that he's, he's connected with a ring race and right. he's like seeing some kind of something. But I, what I guess I, I'm trying to figure out is like, it's giving a hint at the power of the ring, right? Yeah. But um, how really, like, like if you took those dreams out, would, would it have changed the story at all? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, <clears throat> not in any drastic way, but what I—I right. I guess what I'm getting at is I think he, Tolkien. You know, I think sometimes when you're building, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're writing a, a long narrative and a, a novel, um, you just start to suggest things, and <clears throat> you can just drop 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 little hints. So that right, first right. dream where he's just like, he's he's being he's being smelled for by creatures under the roots or something it's uh it's just a subtle hint it doesn't really smelled for or but for he's what but for but for yeah what do you mean by that do you want to know what a but for (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna phrase differently what's a but for What is a butt for? What about when uh, when Sam throws the apples? So uh, Bob and Nob give him apples. Right. And he throws one of them at uh, Bill Fernie. I thought that was a good kind of... I, I, I always enjoyed that as a kid because it's kind of like, oh, he got Bill Fernie, you know, and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> right. But... Um, as as an adult, you realize you shouldn't be throwing apples at people, right? <laughs> Do, no, I, I guess it's reading at this time. It struck me like was the apple deserved because they had just transacted with him for the pony, right? Like, didn't they just buy this pony from him? Right, but he 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 ripped him off on the pony. Apparently, you know. Yeah, is that Butterbur why? Is that bad. is that why? Uh, Sam threw the apple at him i mean why exactly was the apple thrown well because bill fernie deserved to, to have the apple thrown at him but yeah because <laughs> he's just that kind bring, of guy it's like you do bring up an interesting point that they knew that like they they suspected fernie they had no real proof so knowing then that uh sam has those apples how do you explain this well, this is from uh, peter jackson you know Peter Jackson? He did this great Lord of the Rings. Yeah. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Watch, watch this. I don't think he knows about second breakfast, Pip. What about elevensies? Luncheon, afternoon tea, dinner, supper. He knows about them, doesn't he? I wouldn't count on it. Oh. He didn't get hit, though. No, no. Oh. What's oh, that? Is. But but here's the, here's the thing though, why does Sam why does um why does Strider have the apples? See, we didn't get. Oh. Th- there's no scene where Sam throws an apple at Bill Fernie in in this movie, right? No, no, 
because I, I don't think there was a Bill Fernie. Like, I mean, there was somebody who, who was Bill Fernie, but the whole the whole chapter, the, this whole scene, this whole brief, mm-hmm. like, again, like, it was played out way differently in the movie than, than right. it did, you know? Right, so, but what I'm, I guess it's just weird. Number one is, like, that, that was basically Sam throwing the apple at Bill Fernie. Now right, you have right. Aragorn throwing the apple and hitting Pippin on the head, right? But the big question is, these are Sam's apples, apparently, because apparently, like, uh, Aragorn is just stocked with apples that he keeps throwing at people. Right, right. But there's Sam back yeah. there. Is Aragorn yeah. throwing those apples. So how did Aragorn get Bob and Nob's bucket of apples from Sam? I think you're overthinking this whole thing because, <laughs> like... <laughs> So here they are in the Midgewater. So one thing I noticed from when I was reading it this time is back when I read it, like back when I was a kid, the Midgewater seemed to take forever. But in this, it was just reading it now. I was like, oh, it's just a few paragraphs. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, I think, again, because you're so engrossed in when you're a kid, you're so engrossed in like in this whole, you know, visualization in your head it's like yeah because it seemed like the midgewater took forever i know me too i was like with the neek breakers and i i just pictured you know because i i don't like you know mosquitoes or bugs and i just picture them being like plagued by these insects i don't like humidity and and they're just going through these the midgewater and i was like oh crap the midgewater and maybe it's maybe what happened was like I put the book down because I didn't like being in the midwater, and then maybe I waited a week, a week before I picked it back up again. It could have been, and that made that. me feel like I was in this interminable, interminable midwater. But it actually is just it goes really fast. Yeah, it could be though too. It's like because I always felt like they were in the midwater for like three weeks. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. But it's like, and was I? I mean, am I getting that confused with like? No, 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 no. no, Dead marshes or something, or some other marsh? Maybe. I don't know. Like like, I said, but but if you were like, like again, like like like, if you were to ask me, you know, last year, like, how long were they in the Midgewater? It's like probably a month. That's exactly (laughs) my point. Like, I was like reading this. I'm like wait a minute, I thought they were, like, lost in the Midgewater for weeks and they almost starved to death. Right, right, yeah. That's clearly, clearly not what happened. You know, they, they're, they're talking about, make should they make a fire? Can the riders see, asked Mary. I mean, they seem usually to have used their noses rather than their eyes. And at all times, they smell the blood of living things. This goes further... To my point that in the films bring race attacked the room that uh, Frodo and Sam, like the, the hobbits were in, mm-hmm. right? They would have sensed some kind of presence in there. Right. They would have smelled blood. They, they would have been like, no, there's nothing. Sense that there's you no um, living blood, warm blooded creature in there. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. So, yeah. So, so, you're, um, so yeah, it's like probably so I, just Fernie. So it says there's no shelter or defense. Fire shall serve for both. So they're going right. to build a fire, right? Sauron right. can put fire to evil uses as he can with all things, but these riders do not love it and fear those who wield it. Fire is our friend in the wilderness. So fire is our friend in the wilderness. How do you explain this? What are you doing? Tomatoes, sausages, nice crispy bacon. We saved some for you, Mr. Frodo. Put it out, you fools. Put it out. That's nice. Jerk. Right. 
doesn't air even in this scene aragorn has a fi- a flaming brand in order to fight yeah. them, fight them so the idea that they're averse to flame is already in the scene but for some reason frodo thinks this tiny little fire is going to bring them bring them uh, towards them right um, i think i think i think dumbass shouting like what are you doing like, right yeah. <laughs> put it out oh my god oh, but you know what i'm saying it's like yeah like oh those sound like voices up there because like you know like they, you didn't hear the horses when they were they were cooking their tomatoes and crispy bacon but then frodo shouts <laughs> you know kind of jacks everything up right right so and then they come to this area where there's no fire right and now they're just surrounded by darkness. I mean, cinematographically, it probably you know it probably works. Like, ooh, it's dark and scary, and there's no fire. There's no fire to protect them. But yeah, in the in the book, the fire was their protection. Yeah. And in the book, obviously, they're they're standing with their backs to the fire, holding right, fire. Right. Um, whereas here, there's no fire at all, and they're all four little hobbits with their little swords drawn. Right. And that's not going to get. Oh. Yes, I'm looking at this, uh, like watching intently. How many? How many? Uh, there's five of them. One, two, three, four, five. So there's five at, by the top. Uh, hold on. Yeah, I guess. Count the swords. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> the Black Knight always triumphs. <laughs> We're nitpicking on on yeah, this whole Peter Jackson thing because, like, and he made some creative choices that I'm like, right. all right, cool, no, that's fine. But yeah, the, maybe they needed some, an action sequence, you know, like like the, yeah. in, in the book. Like, we need to like, you know, <clears throat> like rather like the, than kind of an intellectual exercise. Yeah, it's not know? intellectual. But the thing the thing that I also noticed is that when Frodo puts the ring on. Like he sees them, well, that's and that's right. Like he sees them more than just black shadows. Yeah. Like they don't see him any different from what we can tell. Like the, like all this all right, this right. Uh, wis- misty, wispy, like ghost-like apparition type things that the ring wraiths become is Frodo. The effect of Frodo wearing the ring on Frodo's sight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. But then again, though, how like 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 in in, in I, it makes sense in the movies because I mean, how are you really going to, you know, show right. them smelling? No, no. Right? But the question <laughs> I always wondered is if Frodo puts the ring on, and and actually Tolkien um, discusses this. But if I'm just wondering from your perspective, if Frodo puts the ring on here, doesn't he then become the Lord of the Rings, and can't he command these creatures? Why can't he do? Yes, yes, but 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 who was say like like Pippin or Frodo asked him? Um, and again, this is in later chapters. Uh, like when I put out the ring on, why couldn't I control the ring race? Like, well, did you try? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like again, right. like 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 we've discussed. I mean, you've got to kind of have the will to dominate, and that's right. kind of like the the the, the ring's power. But there is this line from um, Tolkien's letters. All right. And it actually discusses this exact thing. It says, uh, what would have happened if Frodo had claimed the ring, like when he was about to destroy the ring? 
because he actually claims it at the end before he before right, right. Gollum falls into Mount Doom. But here he's not claiming it. He's just putting it on out of fear. The situation was now different. Now being in in uh, at Mount Doom was now different to that under Weathertop, where Frodo acted merely in fear and wished only to use in vain the ring's subsidiary power of conferring invisibility. He had grown since then. Would they have been immune from its power if he claimed it as an instrument of command and, and domination? So just like you said, you have to want to command and dominate. You can't just yeah. put the ring on and suddenly you're conferred with the ability to command and dominate. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Cool. We learned something today. <laughs> yeah, we did. We we actually learned something today. Like you can't dominate the ring, and the ring race would have been like uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Talk to the hand. You're not the boss of me. You're not my real dad. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be funny. Sauron yeah, put that away. That. Sauron told me that he's the real uh, ring uh, Lord of the Rings, and uh, he, he, we're just gonna take it from you and take it, Sauron. Yeah, she we could do uh, we could do um, ring wraiths with uh, Napoleon Dynamite voice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sauron wanted me because it was pretty good with bow staff. 